Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service Right now, you could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. gentlemen live from the west coast it's time for ring talk live worldwide your inside look into combat sports yeah brought to you by the wbo the world boxing organization how about that and now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history let's get him let's get him hard pedro fernandez better grab me quick before my knees give way Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, uh, ladies and gentlemen, live, coming at you, emanating from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios in the city by the bay, San Francisco, California, check it, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, make that 36 plus years now of being often imitated but never duplicated. Welcome to the longest running fight show in history, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez for the next two hours, live on SportsByline.com, iHeartRadio, and of course, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel. We're going to rock and roll and talk boxing MMA. Hour number two, it's an Emmanuel Stewart special. That's right. I'll bring in his former Kronk VP. I'm talking about the vice president himself, Mr. Richard Sloan. Straight up, me and Richard will talk Emmanuel. We'll hear from Emmanuel himself. A couple of nice clips I pulled off the internet. Bottom line is, it's all about Emmanuel Stewart now, number two. The gold father himself, of course, passed away in 2012. It just, it, it hurts me. Every time I look at my phone and I see the, his phone's still there. His phone number's still on my phone. So when I hit the contacts and I go through the E's and I run to a van, you know, it's a little tough. Anyway, the bottom line is, I'm not going to cry during the show, but I have a good time doing it. We have open phone lines all around the planet. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. A bit of upsets this weekend. Robert Helinas, uh, a guy that I wasn't all that high on, a 40 to 1 underdog, knocked out, what can I say, Mr. Konaki. Uh, the guy came to fight, but you know, what can I say? I never like fat guys. I'll just put it to you like that. Guys that don't look prepared, I, I don't think they are prepared. And Mr. Konaki is a little pudgy of a guy. And the bottom line is he got lit up like a White House Christmas tree last night and got stopped. A 41 dog, give him some props. Scott Quiggles also loses. The former WB 122-pound champion. Five title offenses. Got lit up by a guy by the name of Jan O'Carroll. 18-1 with only four knockouts. Stopped him in the 11th round. Wow, that is a big upset. You are to drink talk live worldwide. We expect the... The retired HBO Godfather Larry Merchant, live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, coming up after the break.
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Isaac, you missed the winning dunk and cost your team the championship. What are your thoughts? Well, I switched to Boost Mobile and got a super fast network and four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones. So even when we lose, I still win. It was an easy, fast break and no one was near you. You know what's fast? Boost Mobile's super fast network. They're calling your shot the greatest miss in history. Boost Mobile's prices are never a miss. I even get four lines for $25 per line per month. Oh, look at that. The fans are burning your jersey. Yep, the fans get it. My Boost Mobile network is in fuego. Switch to Boost Mobile and get four lines for $25 per line per month with unlimited data and four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones, all on our super reliable, super fast network. Step up with Boost Mobile. New customers only. Limited time offer while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Customers who use more than 35 gigabytes of data during a billing cycle will be deprioritized during times of network congestion. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retail for full details. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Welcome back to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, a sports byline production. My name is Pedro Fernandez. We're talking boxing MMA today only on Sports Byline. Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. Evander Holyfield's kid keeps winning. Well, he keeps fighting stiffs. I don't want to say that. It's a learning process for the kid, okay? He didn't have a, a great amateur career, but he's learning on the job. And this is what happens a lot of times when guys turn pro with a limited uh, amateur boxing acumen. They don't have the the fights behind them. So they get these easy fights and fight guys that are like, you know, 1-5 and five and 1-0 and 1-1. Oh and one and one. The bottom line is Evan uh, Holyfield now, of course, now a junior middleweight and hopes to be the former middleweight. Take that, a uh, middleweight now, the son of the former Wow, I can't believe it. Three-time world heavyweight champion Evander Holyfield, of course, called some of his fights for Don King Productions back in the day. But Evander was the real deal, no doubt about it. Our guard days go back to 1984 on stale pancakes at the Olympic Training Center. 
in Colorado Springs. But the bottom line is this kid's still, you know, trying to re, it's tough to live in your father's name. I don't know if I could have boxed if my father was a good boxer. I just don't think so. I mean, you've got to live up to that fame or live up to that, to those accolades. I just don't think he can do it. I really don't. I think he's a limited guy. 4-0, three KOs, took out a guy by the name of a four-round decision over a guy named, uh, Dylan Carlson. The bottom line is neither of them are going to make the Hall of Fame. Upcoming this week, the next coming weeks, of course, March is going to rock and roll as far as boxing is concerned. Luis Neri, a very hot fighter as far as I'm concerned, is going to appear on Showtime. He's 30 and 0 with like 24 KOs. That's going to go down the 28th of March, of course, on Showtime. Showtime's still rocking and rolling, you know, and we talked about this with Socrates Palmer yesterday that that Showtime's probably the closest still to what the H, what the old HBO broadcast used to be. And of course, we long for the HBO broadcast because not only did it entertain us and inform us, it was real. I mean, they just told it like it was. I went into that in depth yesterday. Of course, that was my, my, uh, talk about the, the current demise of broadcast boxing. But Showtime has a decent team. There's no doubt about that. Speaking of decent teams, let's bring in the A team. No doubt about that. I'm talking to the retired HBO godfather, Mr. Larry Merchant. How are you, Larry? Good morning, Pedro. Uh, still haven't caught up with the, with daylight savings time. Neither, neither have I. I'll be honest with you. I went out to, went out to a party last night and I got back and I parked in my driveway and I woke up and it was 3.30 in the morning and I couldn't figure out how I felt. I mean, I wasn't drinking it, but I couldn't figure out why, how it was so late. So I slept this long and then I realized this morning they took an hour off the clock. So that's what happened. I, I got, you know. I lost an hour in the car. Well, you sound you you sound uh, pretty energetic to me. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what's happening. I did an amateur boxing show yesterday, Godfather, with some ranked amateur fighters here in Northern California, actually throughout the West Coast, and that was that was pretty amazing. Of course, to go back to your roots and watch these guys that. You know, I was doing this at 10, 11 years old. And I watched guys that are 10, 11. They would have kicked the snot out of me. These kids are just so damn good. I can't believe it. They're at the, they're at a level I just I can't imagine. I couldn't imagine. Well, that's 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 good to hear. Any heavyweights? <laughs> uh, yeah, but nothing we want to talk about. Sort of, sort of um, voluntary heavyweights, but not real heavyweights. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Uh, speaking of real heavyweights, I, I'm, I'm talking gonna... because I watched that heavyweight fight last night. Okay, and of course, Mr. Mr. Konaki was a 41 favorite there. And of course, you know how I like trim guys. I mean, I'm sorry, I got a bias against guys that, that don't look the role. I just, I, something about that. He didn't look the role and he got lit up by a 40 to 1 underdog. Well, you know, I sort of agree with you in the, in the sense that, um, boxing is at the end of the day, um, two guys giving a performance. And when you look at the, in the lower weight divisions, uh, athletes look trim or strong or whatever it takes to make the weight. Mm -hmm. uh, when you get to the heavyweight division, um, if you remember a fighter named Tim Witherspoon yeah. um, back in the day, um, and he came in overweight for a fight in London, I believe it was. He says, well, I'm a heavyweight. Uh, and many of them uh, take that stance today, that uh, they don't have to look the part. And as I've said before, fans watching a fight or a fighter uh, who doesn't appear to be in shape uh, tend to think consciously or not, if he doesn't care about himself, why should I? 
And uh, we saw what happened with uh, Ruiz. This guy could have been a Konaki is his name. Konaki. Um, he could. Yeah, he could look. He looked like a, a Polish version of Ruiz. Um, you know, thick, strong, um, come forward guy. Could be entertaining, but um, Hellenius just uh, outboxed him and then outpunched him. You know, Emmanuel and I had a discussion. Emmanuel Stewart and I had a discussion over Hellenius and and uh, Tyson Fury. I'll play the Tyson Fury clip in the next break. But um, he, he said that Hellenius, he didn't think Hellenius had it. He thought it was going to be Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder down the stretch, and he turned out to be right, prophetic. Yeah, well, Hellenius is now in his mid-30s and um, living on some remote island in northern Finland, is it? <laughs> yeah, closer to, to the Arctic than... Uh, <laughs> Than to the Mediterranean, and uh, anyway, uh, uh, it was you... a good action-packed fight. Yeah. And the, the taller guy who was patient and withstood the fire in the first round or two came on and won big time, and it was uh, a good show. Okay, I'm going to run this uh, a, a situation at you, Deontay Wilder. He wants to do the rematch. Exercises his clause so he can do the immediate rematch. And Tyson Fury's people probably want to go in another direction, maybe bring in a Joshua fight beforehand because there's really no sense in cleaning up on, on, on Wilder again. I mean, he's done it twice. And so to do it a third time would be sort of be redundant. So what I'm trying to say is do you think that Deontay Wilder is going to get a step aside, big fat check for fighting and doing nothing? I mean, for not fighting, is doing nothing, letting these two guys fight? Uh, possibly. Um um, first, let's remember that the first fight was a draw. Yeah. Um, and the second, um, I've read somewhere or heard somewhere that uh, Fury has said he wants to fight two more fights and then re- retire. Um, does it make better sense for him to fight um, Joshua Joshua first, uh, maybe. It would be a massive event in, in Great Britain and would, would resonate here and elsewhere on the planet. Um, but I don't know. Um, but if Wilder wants to take the chance that uh, he loses... Then you're right. Uh, there's so much money involved in that fight that uh, if they want to give him uh, five million dollars to uh, stand aside or give a, give him a bigger cut of the purse when they meet, uh, because they think this first fight makes sense, then um, do it. But the problem there is that when the rematch occurs, there's the possibility if it does. There's a possibility that uh, neither one there will be not is a champion. There will not be a title at stake. Good point. The retired HBO Godfather Larry Merchant is the house. This is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We have open phone lines worldwide. One eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. That's one eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. Taking us to the break. The Godfather of Soul. JB James Brown. Joshua. 
Looks so tired. I think he wants out. He said, that's it. He said, that's it. Andy Ruiz is the heavyweight champion. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. That's right, annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. 800-720-5971. 800-720-5971. That's 800-720-5971. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Certain toughness inside of Tyson Fury. Don't ever, ever, ever miss me. Tyson Fury would say he's all pretty just to that. But I know him personally. He's lived with me in my home, too. Uh, and he stayed with me. And I've trained Latimer. I've had him all together. He is maybe the toughest. Once he settles down on a solid training program, whichever way else, and really gets into it, it's just boxing, with his natural talent, 
and his uh, per- engaging personality and his physical size. He's going to be a big, big, big factor in boxing. I've, I've said that after Latimer, he's going to be the next dominant heavyweight. But there's one kid in America that no one speaks of, and that's uh, Deontay Wilder. He was on the Olympic team. He lost the big kid. And I've had the fortune of he's came and trained with me before, too. And he's it's a big kid. He's bigger than Latimer, too. But he's got good speed and power. And I think best talent. Best talent is still going to be Tyson and Deontay Wilder. You're tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, coming to you Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, only on Sports Byline. The Kronk Goldfather coming up in hour number two, a special, of course, on Emmanuel Stewart. The Kronk Goldfather left us in 2012. I got a tweet three days before saying I'm in a tough fight, and that was it. Bottom line is I miss him dearly, and of course, um, you hear people talking about staying at his house. I think everybody stayed. Larry Merchant, you're probably the only one I know that didn't stay at Emmanuel's house. It was like a hotel. Well, that's what I hear. And the fighters loved him, and he loved them. And even while he was training uh, the best fighters in the world, he would go on these uh, long bus-like trips with a team to some amateur tournament. Yep. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, I I don't know if I told you this, but he lived on a street with Diana Ross and the Supremes. All three Supremes lived on the same street. Florence Ballard, the original Supreme, Mary Wilson, and Diana Ross. And Leon, when Diana went to uh, Hollywood, uh, Leon Spinks bought her house. So one night, Manny hears all this ruckus going on across the street at, at the former Diana Ross house, which is now, Emmanuel, which is now Leon Spinks' house. And I think I told you this one, but the Manny went over there, and Leon Spinks' wife was sitting on his chest, and her girlfriend was hitting him over the head with a frying pan. Yikes! <laughs> Yikes! And and and, and, and the uh, and the wife says something to Emmanuel, and I'll, I'll try to paraphrase this and make it to so people understand. Hey, you want some of this block N? And Emmanuel said, no, I don't think so. And he went back across the street. The bottom line is Leon got lit up like White House Christmas tree. No doubt about that. Anyway, memories of Detroit and Emmanuel Stewart. That will come up in hour number two. Now, back to Wilder and Fury. Um, do, if you were a betting man, does it happen? You've you, you got the pulse on this. Does it happen or is the money went out and they go with Joshua and, 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 and Wilder gets $5 million to stay home? I don't know. Um, I can't. I can't give you an answer. It's. It um, except that, no matter which way he goes, he's going to make a lot of money. Um, who who does he regard as the easiest opponent? Um, the biggest pot of gold will be uh, fighting Joshua. Mm-hmm. So maybe they do exactly what you you suggest because Fury couldn't be in a better place right now and. Um, Joshua has a fight coming up with Pulev, I think it is. And um, if he looks good in that fight, maybe that will make most sense. But um, that's what I call the age of happy problems. Um, <laughs> if, if <laughs> the age of happy problems. Wow, that, that he is a go on, sir. That's great. <laughs> I, so uh, whichever way he goes. Uh, It'll be good. Okay. There are some fine prospects coming up in the month of March as far as boxing is concerned. Of course, uh, Shakir Stevenson is coming up next week defending the WBO 126-pound title against Double M. Miguel Mariaga. Of course, Shakir Stevenson, a 
a future star, a potential superstar. Um, he's long and he's lean. Does he, Tom? Is he the Tommy Hearns at like a one twenty six? Is that the way you look at him, or is he more of a boxer? You know, uh, I'm not sure. The way I look at him is, um, when does he become a full lightweight? Uh, because I don't think America's uh, heart and mind is in the featherweight divisions. Um, but if he wants to use what he's got at featherweight before he moves up, that's perfectly understandable. But I, I just don't know. I can't answer that that question. Um, generally, when I see somebody tall and lean as a young fighter, I'm thinking, okay, uh, this guy's going to move up one or two or maybe even three weight classes before he reaches his uh, prime. Um, there are a number of fighters in the rankings who have done exactly that. You know, as back to the uh, March schedule, of course, we've got UFC Fight Pass has got a card that will be on the Internet. Showtime's got a card March 13th. Telemundo's got a card March 13th. ESPN uh, on March 14th with the aforementioned Shakur Stevenson. Saturday, March 14th, Fox Sports 1 and James Kirkland used to be entertaining, although I thought his trainer was much more of a formidable foe than James Kirkland. I'm talking about Ann Wolf. He's taking on Marcos Hernandez. Tuesday the 17th, uh, ESPN Plus has got something. Coming back the 19th with Joel Gonzalez and Chris Avalos on DAZN. Of course, DAZN, they're delivering. I mean, if not the quality as far as the um, the broadcast team is concerned, the quantity, it's there. So for my 20 bucks, I feel satisfied. Um, as you should, they put on good fights, and as uh, the great Joe Graziola once said to me when he uh, was a veteran, not just of baseball, but had become uh, a big-time presence in television, um, before we went into some big fight, it was an Ali fight mm-hmm. in Germany, he said, you know, if it's a good fight, nobody will care what you said or remember it. <laughs> so um, I just always root for good fights. No doubt about that. How did, how, how were, what were your interactions with him? What was life, I mean, what, what was like life, talk to him about that. About Joe? Yeah. Well, I knew him as a baseball player when I was, uh, a columnist and uh, sports editor in Philadelphia, and he was old, known at that time as a, a, a pal of Yogi Berra. Both of them had grown up in a place called The Hill in St. Louis, an Italian area, and here they were, uh, two pals from The Hill who, who were playing on uh, major league teams. And uh, Graziola was the one who who talked best. He was the opposite of Yogi, um, but he was a big time spieler and storyteller and commentator, even when as a ball player. And so it was a natural evolution into television when he retired, first as a baseball announcer and then as the uh, uh, host of. Uh, the Today Show on NBC and so on. And here we were in Germany and um, uh, NBC, where I was at the time, uh, wanted to have uh, some 
presence beyond the game. And so Joe Garagiola was sort of the host of the whole show and uh, in Munich. And um, that's what uh, our, our paths crossed in, in Munich. How, how did, you know, I, I look at him and I look at Joe DiMaggio, and, and I, I like Joe Gar- I like Joe Garagiola a lot. I mean, when I saw him, I got to interact with him a little bit and say hello, goodbye, that kind of good stuff. That was really cool. I told you the Joe DiMaggio thing. He made me freeze in my pants down there at the, at the uh, San Jose uh, San Mateo racetrack. That time I saw him was just me and him in the turf club. He said hello, and I said hi, and I didn't say anything else. It was my one opportunity, and I choked. Well, Joe was not uh, garrulous. We'll put it that way. Um, he he was not one who uh, contemplated uh, loudly. And um, that was just him. I had a number of interactions with him uh, when he was coaching with the Oakland A's Mm -hmm. for a season or so. And um, I once tried to talk him into letting me do a a biography of him. Um, But that didn't go very far. The only conversation I had with him that was... uh, a conversation. Um, of course, his family owned the restaurant in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and uh, he told me that uh, before they added anything to a menu, they it had to pass his taste test. He tasted everything and decided whether it belonged on the menu. And uh, so we had some conversation about the various foods he liked and so on. But otherwise, he was, uh, you know, I, I, I think he was such a huge star with the Yankees. Uh, where, who, the Yankees won five out of six. In, 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 in his first six years with the Yankees, they won uh, five, five pennants, six pennants and five championships, something like that. Yeah. And 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 uh, he was he was a huge star, and I guess sometimes uh, a few of a few guys who become uh, superstars roll with it, but most of them retreat into who they are because um, they're always a target. Good point, but I'm telling you, I choked that one. I, I really, I, I kick, I kick myself a thousand times for choking in front of Joe DiMaggio. In fact, I don't even like. To I've bring had it. a few of those also. I choked, I choked uh, in front of in, in, in front of Jackie Robinson in his last season with the Dodgers and last season in baseball. Got- and, but I just couldn't couldn't think of anything I wanted to talk to him about that hadn't already been written. That that's good. Godfather, you have a good week. Say hello to Godmama. Godmama, give her a big kiss from me. We'll talk real soon, sir. Have a good one. The one, the only, Larry Merchant, live Sundays on Sports Byline. Works for me.
decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. This WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Your business ideas need room to run wild, but there's no room for error when you're raising the bar. A reliable partner can make a real difference. That's the role of a realtor, an irreplaceable expert who represents your values, a reassuring voice of reason helping you research and reach the right decisions so you can run your business without running the risk. Is your agent a realtor? Look for the R. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. We're talking byline sports, where sports happens. Heaven help us. I love this song. Let it play. These are my boys. Bad boys and all. This is the mighty Tower of Power, of course. 51 years after their origination in 1968, still rocking and rolling on the soul side of town. That's the sound. That's just the title cut of the new LP album, CD, I don't know what they call things anymore. Bottom line is that's their latest record, if you know what that is. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio on Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 211. Last night, the UFC 248 rocked, of course, from the 
Oh, I want to sleep about this one. Almost go to sleep. Anyway, the reason why I want to go to sleep is that both fights went to the, the, the scorecards. And really, that's not the reason why you want to watch mixed martial arts. You want to watch it for quick, exciting, punctuating endings, not fights going to decisions. When you have two five-round fights going to decisions, that's ten rounds. That's way too long. Bottom line is, in the main event, Israel Adesanya remained undefeated. Now 21-0 defeated Yoel Romero, the former Olympic gold medalist. Unanimous not across the board, like three rounds of two. One judge saw it four rounds of one. Of course, three judges score the fights. Each fight is scored on a 10-point must system, meaning 10 points to the winner and 9 or less to the loser. Um, the women's strawweight bout, the champion at 115 pounds, Zhang Wheel, of course, that Chinese monster. She's only been beaten once. Monstrous, excuse me. Defeated Joanna J. Joanna J was, Joanna J was a real deal, but Joanna J just, you know, a little bit long in the tooth now. In the world of mixed martial arts, that window of opportunity, of course, that, that, that window of opportunity is like, it's open maybe six, eight months sometimes. And, you know, she had a good run about two and a half years. I hope she had some money and she can go back to Poland and make a if you, uh, and put it in buyer and buyer rest of a house. Anyway, outside of that, Neil Madden was the winner on the card. He beat Lee Jingling. I like saying that guy's name, Lee Jingling. Lee Jingling was a loser last night, unanimous not. Outside of that, there were no other names on the card. I mean, the UFC sort of sucks right now. Why do I say that? Because it's 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 the reality of things. It just is. I mean, there is no Ronda Rousey. You know, you can't only you can't roll John Jones out that often anymore. And let's be honest, John Jones is not what he was. Not as far as his draw is concerned. Not as far as his ability is concerned. Not as far as his as John Jones, or maybe he's done too much blow. I don't know. Of course, he liked to say he sees. I had some tape of him. He said I like to do cocaine. And of course, they 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 didn't want the USC didn't want that out there, but it was already out on the internet. He said yeah, I like to do cocaine before a fight, like a week before a fight. What kind of crap is that? Why would you want to do cocaine a week before a fight? I just don't know. Bottom line is, at the end of the day. John Jones is still the UFC light heavyweight champion, a once-beaten guy. Of course, guy lost that one tight fight via disqualification. He elbowed somebody or needs somebody who was on the ground. Outside of that, he is sterling as far as perfect concerned. Now, does he move up to heavyweight? Does he take on the current heavyweight champion, talking maybe Stip Miocic? Yes, I think he can do that. I think he can possibly, he will compete with Stippy, no doubt about that. A battle of guys both on the ground and upside, up on the upside. But as far as the upside is concerned, you got to give the edge to Stip Miocic. And then again, you got John Jones with the, with that long reach. He's six foot four, you know, originally 205 pounds, but I guess in a heavyweight fight, he probably weighed about 225 or 230. At the end of the day, John Jones and Stippy Miocic is probably going to be the real deal. But you know, I want to test this guy for every drug there is. And I'm not talking about his cocaine thing. He can do that. He, you know, I don't care what it is. It's not a performance enhancing drug. What he wants to do in his off time, as long as he get popped on tests, I don't care. But steroids, performance enhancing drugs, aka Flintstone vitamins, you know how I feel about Flintstone vitamins. I mean, think about this. I mean, I come down to 139 pounds to fight somebody, and they're on steroids. They're on performance enhancing drugs. So I get myself in the best shape of my life, wake up with that 48 heartbeat and that kind of good stuff, you know, run the hills all the high nine yards. And then, you know, I sit down on the stool after one hard round of fighting, and it takes me 45 seconds to a minute for my heart to recover, okay? He recovers in 15 to 20 seconds. This stuff is not fair. I mean, if you want to look at Manny Pacquiao, of course, the current WBA welterweight champion, for a long time there, I was smelling something stinky there. Remember that? I mean, the guy would be sit down on the stool after going to war with some guy that was bigger than him. Let me tell you, when you're fighting guys at your own size, it's one thing. When you're fighting guys that are bigger, it's it's more of a burden. I kind of put this to you. They hit harder. You have to hit them harder and more often in order to inflict damage. It's just the way it is. I mean, size matters, I told you before. Size matters in two things, pornography and combat sports. Right here, size is, of course, at... um. Uh, you kind of put this. When you look at the total size now, the heavyweights size has gone what six foot eight, six foot nine. Deontay Wilder is six foot seven, and people thought he was going to be a stud for a long time. But you no, know, let's go back to the reality of the situation. 
one trick pony. Well, you know, all he had was a right hand. Outside of that, you know, he couldn't. Hey, listen, he couldn't. Re- he, I'm going to put it to you like this. Deontay Wilder, the former WBC heavyweight champion, 2004 Olympic bronze medalist, of course, the guy from Mobile, Alabama, that boxing high pit, he couldn't reach an orgasm with the left hand. He just couldn't do it. That, he's, he's a one-dimensional, one-handed fighter. I mean, Tyson Fury is going to beat him up some more. I mean, this is crazy. They've had 19 rounds of boxing together. Tyson Fury's won 17 of the rounds. I think he's won 17 rounds plus uh, a whole lot of the other two rounds, except for like the two times he got clipped in the ninth and the twelfth round. So <clears throat> if you exclude those 10 seconds, Tyson Fury basically owned Deontay Wilder the first time around. So I wasn't game on the rematch the second time, except for the fact that Larry Merchant mentioned a little bit earlier the fact that it was a draw. Yeah, but it was a heist. I mean, they, they put a gun to Tyson Fury's head and stole that fight. They did. Those American judges, they should be a person. And I'm, in, I'm, I'm with the Association of Boxing Commission, so I'm a, I'm a, uh, 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 I am I'm don't want to get too deep on, on judges because of the fact that, you know, I, anyway... Uh, but that was a bad night, no doubt about that, a bad night in boxing. Of course, the future of the heavyweight division is not Anthony Joshua. The future of the heavyweight division is Tyson Fury. And Tyson Fury keeps talking about one or two more fights. Larry talked about two more fights. This is all a negotiating ploy. He's 29, 30 years old. He isn't that old of a guy. He's not 31. He's not that old of a guy. He's not. And, of course, he's got this the, the size and the charisma to do things outside of boxing. According to uh, Tyson Fury's PR people, he donated more most of his purse to the world of, uh, of homeless people. I mean, that's that's incredibly nice. And I'm a big guy as far as feeding the homeless. In fact, when I leave the studio today, I'll probably drop by and drop a few bucks to my homeless guy around the corner. If you have let me go off subjects for a minute. Homelessness is is really rampant here in California. It's just like half of the people in the United States that are homeless live in the streets of San Francisco, live on the streets of California. So I see it all the time. In fact, you you know, you people wrapped in blankets. And and the other day I saw I was I was driving uh, near the hospital here, and you see people leaving the hospital in the hospital gowns and this and that. Homeless people in the hospital gowns walking around San Francisco, of course, right around these four million dollar these four million dollar condos. You've got these people laying in the street. So I, I, something's got to be done. I mean, I, I hate to go off kilt like that, but something's got to be done. The federal government has got to step in and do something as far as mental health is concerned. What I mean by mental health is, as a former policeman, you've got to put these people not in incarceration, but you got to put them in some type of hospital. There are people that just don't belong on the street. I mean, they just can't t- they can't care for themselves, man. So give them a break and give them a place to live. I mean, you know, that's what the I, I don't know. That, that's what I think Jesus wanted to do. And everybody talks about Christianity and things like that. But if you're a Christian, man, and you see these homeless people out there and you just walk on by and don't say anything, what does that say about you? What am I trying to tell you? Adopt the homeless guy. It doesn't cost you much. Don't get too emotionally involved, though, because they disappear. Okay, but no, I mean, in an instant. One day you go there, you're sleeping on cardboard, like for three or four months, and you go back there, he's gone. And you don't want, you don't know whether he died or moved on or whatever. But the bottom line is, don't get emotionally attached. Just drop him a few bucks or drop him some food. Or as my, uh, my cousin's wife puts together, she puts together these, these salads. She puts together these care packages, like with a, with a comb and a brush and noxema and, and some money and things like, you know, stuff like that. It's basic staples, which is pretty cool because Sally and I don't see eye to eye on a whole lot, but we see eye to eye on that. So back to the homeless thing. If you've got somebody in your area and you see them all the time, this and that, you don't have to walk up to them and ask them if they need it. Just go up there and give it to them. Just drop it down. You know, I've had homeless people say to me, what do I have to do? 
You know, you give them a five or a ten, but five or a ten spot. What do I have to do? Both male and females, like they had to perform some type of action for this money. No, no, just just go eat for just go eat on me. Bottom line is, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, not Homeless Worldwide. Back to the UFC. As I said, not too much happened on the schedule. Next big fight is April the 18th. Of course, Khabib and Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson, most famous for pouring holy water on his wife. Yes, yes, he did it. He did it. I, he admits it. I, I think it's, I think it's sort of cool because, you know, I'm not trying to say that Tony Ferguson's wife deserved having holy water poured on her, but there are some women in this world, Cuddy will agree, that deserve having holy water poured on them. They are the devil. There's a few of them in the world, believe me, no doubt about that. Anyway, back to Khabib, uh, the unbeaten monster, of course, from the uh, former Soviet Union. I mean, it was Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, something like that. Anyway, Khabib's a monster. <clears throat> 25, 28, 29, 30, you know, whatever record he has, because everywhere you go, different record keepers have it different, but he's never lost a round in a gym. He's never lost a fight, never lost a round, I think, as far as me watching him fight's concerned. He's a monster, but his big thing is the fact that he's bigger than these guys. And I said to you earlier that size matters in two things. That's right. Combat sports and pornography. Now we're talking combat sports, not pornography. But Khabib, when he weighs in 155 pounds, he comes back into the octagon, you know, 24 hours later, <clears throat> close to 175 pounds. So when you've got this guy, 175 pounds laying on top of you that originally weighed 155 pounds, something is rotten in Denmark. That's what's going on here. These bigger guys are able to bully people because they can make the weight. Larry Merchant talked earlier about Shakur Stevenson, the current WB 126-pound champion in action next week against Miguel Mariaga. I believe that's going to be on the zone. Of course, he is the WBO World Boxing Organization 126-pound champion. I mentioned the WBO because they are our sponsor. Don't forget WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. But, you know, you look at Shakur Stevenson, you look at all these nice fighters coming up. As I said, the month of March is packed with superstars. Luis Namiri, undefeated, 30-0, 24 KOs. Virgil Ortiz, undefeated, taking on Samuel Vargas. Of course, um, Dominic Bosell taking on Zach Dunn. There's good fights going on. Boxing is hot and happening right now. And it's sort of, it's sort of taking me by, taking me, I'm sort of surprised to an extent. Because I thought that, you know, Zone was going to run a good game, but I didn't really think that other people would step up. And that's what's happening, is that the other networks are stepping up. Showtime, thought to be a uh, uh, shot in the head, thought to be like a dead horse staggering down the track. I mean, how many people said that? Johnny Sig said that last year. Showtime was in its it's in his death death walk. But Showtime's rocking and rolling. they got two cards coming up, two pretty decent cards. Of course, ESPN's going, ESPN Plus is going, The Zone's going. You know, wow, what more do you need? You really don't need too much more. If you got ESPN Plus, if you got ESPN, of course, that's regular cable, but ESPN Plus, that's the app that costs you five bucks a month. You get to watch like a, a thousand different sports and you name it. They've got the ESPN archives. It's just unbelievable video. No doubt about the unbelievable video. But you get that and you get the zone. If you're like me, you got grandfathered in on the zone at 10 bucks a month. I think it goes to 20 bucks a month as far as the end of this year is concerned. But for most people, if you want to subscribe now, it costs you 20 bucks a month. Not to, I mean, it's, the fare is good. I mean, it really is. As far as money is concerned, pound for pound, you're getting your money's worth. Of course, those, those, those amateur broadcasters, I got a problem with that because I don't consider myself an amateur broadcaster and it pains me. It just pains me to hear these guys and watch these guys freeze on TV. It just did. I'm saying to myself, these guys are getting paid for this, man, and they're freezing. Don't know what to say. Don't have the questions to ask these guys. Of course, Larry talked about, uh, choking. And, 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 and I understand that. I told you, I choked against, I choked with Joe DiMaggio. I also choked at the funeral one time when I was supposed to speak up and, and I didn't. And, and the kid's mother came to me afterwards and said, you know, I was expecting you to say something. You're the only good friend he had. And ah, I was like heartbroken over that. But, um, you've got to be able to speak up. 
You have to, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not afraid to speak up, no doubt about that. That's Florida goggles gets me in trouble time and time again. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, of course, live worldwide and sports, sportsbyline.com, uh, iHeartRadio, of course, on the Sports Byline channel. Of course, we've also doing a thing on Twitch.tv, which I have not seen the memo, so I'm not doing it this week. Besides, I don't look good enough to put on television, believe me. Out last night, party until like 5 in the morning, 7 in the morning, something like that. Bottom line is, I got in, it was still light. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. These are the eyes that never knew how to smile Till you came into my life Let's get out of this hot sun into a nice, cool bar. In a few minutes, honey. Don't forget, Ring Talk airs Saturday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific. I'm right here on the mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, and of course, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, Channel 211. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your Ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003 Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003 We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. 
As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. That's right, annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. 800-720-5971. That's 800-720-5971. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. How does that grab it? Well, I'll tell you right after I get violently ill. Grandpa Munster, Al Lewis, what a character. He used to have a restaurant in New York City called Grandpa's Kitchen or something like that. So pretty decent food. I was in there a couple of times. But we go to New York City, and my partners, of course, would want to go to Victor's. That's where Roberto Duran hung out and things like that. So they'd all want to go to Victor's restaurant, and I wanted to go to Grandpa's. So I remember a couple of times we got into a little tiff, and on two occasions I went to Grandpa's and they went to Victor's. Of course, Victor's has the best rice and beans in the entire world. How can I say that? Check this out. There are restaurants that have just rice and beans, man. There was one in Panama that's just the best rice and beans I've ever had in my life, but Victor's is a close second, no doubt about that, but I miss going to Grandpa's and Al Lewis's when, of course, when I visit the Big Apple. Of course, the Big Apple, not what it once was. Brooklyn now turning into San Francisco. Of course, the high-tech industry is moving in. It's wiping everybody out with gentrification. Of course, the godfather, Larry Merchant, took, plugged us in on that one, and he is a Brooklynite. He was born in Brooklyn, no doubt about that. Somebody asked me, where did Larry go to school? I think I said this before. Larry went to the University of Oklahoma. He played football for them. In fact, that's where he found out what, what getting buzz was all about. I don't mean getting buzz on booze or weed. When he was playing football and he hit some guy in a tackle, and his eyes are going, yee, and he buzzed, you know, blinked up, uh, he got every, all, everything got bright for a second. Anyway, he figured out that's what it was like to have your bell rung and realize he didn't want to do that too often. Of course, thank God, because he's, he's a, he's an 89 years old. 89 years old as Godfather, and he's able to, to go back and, and talk about these things in, in Germany and Paris and this and that. And, you know, I mean, I, I push him on subjects this week. There is no there is no script here. I mean, I don't come to him and say, hey, I'm going to talk about this. I used to do that early on, like in the 80s. But we don't do that anymore. We just roll. It's so cool, man. It really is. So I really appreciate the fact that the Godfather, Larry Merchant, spends some time with us each and every week here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We are truly blessed. And if you don't realize it, shame on you. Bottom line is hour number two, a dedication show. To right to the God for the Gold Father. I'm talking about Emmanuel Stewart, of course, out of the Cronk Gym, Detroit, 1963 amateur NAU Ban- AAU weight champion. Back when the AAU ran all amateur sports, they were just like the governing body. There wasn't these little like marketing ploys like USA Boxing or USA ABF or anything like that. It was. AAU, and he was the AAU champion of the entire country, the Golden Glove champion, 118 pounds in 1963. Of course, offered a big fat contract to turn pro. He said no, and then of course he was an electrician by trade, and then he went into the world of managing fighters and training fighters. But I think what he did most was he manufactured fighters. He 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 created them. He took these skinny kids, these kids from the hood, and and, and he would develop them into world class fighters and some world class champions. And of course, he would then would bring in other guys as a hired gun. I mean, when Vladimir Klitschko was getting knocked out, what they do? They brought in Emmanuel Stewart. He never got knocked out again. Okay, same thing. With all those other guys. At the end of the day, Emmanuel may have been the greatest of all time as far as trainers are concerned. So I hope and pray that you stay tuned to hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide and hear the Emmanuel Stewart special. Until next time, don't forget, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 211, of course, and a thousand other Internet platforms. Bottom line is, I had a great time last night, Foster City Rock. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 
USA Radio News with Wendy King. Health officials say the U.S. may have to have strict quarantines if the coronavirus keeps spreading. The head of the Infectious Diseases Unit at the National Institute of Health, Anthony Fauci, says on CBS it won't be like China's quarantines. I don't imagine that the degree of the draconian nature of what the Chinese did would ever be either feasible, applicable, doable, or whatever you want to call it, in the United States. The former head of the FDA, Scott Gottlieb, was on CBS's Face the Nation. To give you a basis of comparison, two weeks ago, Italy had nine cases. 95% of all their cases have been diagnosed in the last 10 days. For South Korea, 85% of all their cases have been diagnosed in the last 10 days. We're entering that period right now of rapid acceleration. And the sooner we can implement tough mitigation steps, the lower the scope of the epidemic here. This is USA Radio News. Welcome to Tax Talk with Hollywood legend Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-832-1594. 800-832-1594. Another former Democratic White House candidate is endorsing Joe Biden. With more, here's USA Radio's Chris Barnes. California Senator Kamala Harris throwing her support behind the former vice president in a video posted on Sunday morning. We need a leader who really does care about the people and who can therefore unify the people. And I believe Joe can do that. Harris saying she'll join Biden for a Monday rally in Detroit. Her endorsement of the former VP comes about a week after candidates Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg publicly came out in support of Biden. And for USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. More than 9,000 Tennessee residents were without power Saturday after a series of seven tornadoes killed at least 24 people and caused damage across more than 74 miles this week. President Trump toured parts of the state on Friday and promised to take care of those affected by the storm, which has caused an estimated $2 billion in damage. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Allen Ruth, the conservative warrior. My show, War Now, airs every day right here on USA Radio from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm also the star of the Wayne Allen Ruth Show on Newsmax TV, reaching over 50 million homes. But my favorite role is speaker extraordinaire. I was opening speaker at many Donald Trump for president events. I speak at Republican, conservative, and college GOP events, and I'm available to be the star at your next event. Contact me to arrange for a Wayne Root keynote speech. Call toll-free 888-444-ROOT. That's 888-444-ROOT. Or email WayneRoot at gmail.com. Time Magazine is now giving Women of the Year covers for the last 100 years. 
USA Radio's John Hunt has the story. Time magazine has chosen 100 Women of the Year, selecting one trailblazing woman to represent each year from 1920 to 2019. It's a distinctive way to celebrate Women's History Month, but it's also an acknowledgement for many years that women's contributions were overlooked. For 72 years, Time's most anticipated cover was called Man of the Year until 1999 when the magazine changed the title to Person of the Year. Now, Time is giving the title to 100 women, some of whom waited a century for their honor. For USA Radio News, I'm John Hunt. Amid the coronavirus scare, the U.S. economy added 273,000 jobs in February as the unemployment rate fell slightly to 3.5 percent. John Clemens has more. The number of new jobs smashed expectations as the jobless rate fell to 3.5 percent. Eleni George of the Bureau of Labor Statistics has the latest. Total non-farm payroll employment rose by 273,000 in February, and the unemployment rate was little changed at 3.5%. Notable job gains occurred in health care and social assistance, food services and drinking places, government, construction, professional and technical services, and financial activities. I'm John Clemens. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King. Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. You could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. gentlemen live from the west coast it's time for ring talk live world one your inside look into combat sports so let it be written so let it be done brought to you by the wbo the world boxing organization pull up some dust and sit down and now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history i'm deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior i engaged in Pedro Fernandez. My advice to you, start drinking heavily. Caballeros, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the multi-million dollar Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco for a special edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. This hour, it's all about the Goldfather, the retired, of course, late HBO, uh, HBO. Jim Goldfather, I'm talking about Emmanuel Stewart, of course, passed away in 2012, 
My partner, my mentor, what can I say? We traveled all around the world together. I stayed in his house. A lot of guys stayed in his house. His house was like a, almost like a hotel or a flop house for boxers and people in boxing. No doubt about that as we cruise through Motown. So we'll talk about Emmanuel bringing Richard Sloan in about 40 minutes past hour. He's a former Kronk gym executive. And, of course, he was one of the guys with Emmanuel in the, the, the end. So, you know, Emmanuel sort of declined at the end. Of course, the cancer took took a, took uh, took hold, and he wasn't telling anybody. He definitely didn't tell me. I asked him, hey, are you feeling okay? This and that. Oh, I feel fine. Of course, and he was upping his schedule. He was traveling all over the world. He was doing stuff that was, like, inhumane. I mean, at one point, he was in Kiev. He was in Kiev uh, one night, and like within 24 hours later, he was working a fight at the L.A. Forum. And with, with, wait, am I telling you? Another 24 hours back in London working a fight. So he's moving all around the country. This was at 68 years old, of course, and he would die a few months later in October 2012, of course, at colon cancer, stomach cancer. Bottom line is the big C got the gold father, Emmanuel Stewart. So we'll talk about Manny in depth this hour. It's all about Emmanuel Stewart here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is the Sunday edition, live 11 a.m. Pacific time, of course, for two hours, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, and Sirius XM Satellite Radio, Channel to 11. This is the Emmanuel Stewart, the gold father special from the Sports Byline Studios. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Isaac, you missed the winning dunk and cost your team the championship. What are your thoughts? Well, I switched to Boost Mobile and got a super fast network and four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones. So even when we lose, I still win. It was an easy, fast break and no one was near you. You know what's fast? Boost Mobile's super fast network. They're calling your shot the greatest miss in history. Boost Mobile's prices are never a miss. I even get four lines for $25 per line per month. Oh, look at that. The fans are burning your jersey. Yup, the fans get it. My Boost Mobile network is in fuego. Switch to Boost Mobile and get four lines for $25 per line per month with unlimited data and four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones, all on our super reliable, super fast network. Step up with Boost Mobile. New customers only. Limited time offer while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Customers who use more than 35 gigabytes of data during a billing cycle will be deprioritized during times of network congestion. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call.
Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912 That's 800-403-5912 Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. How fitting we bring in the Motown sound. Of course, Mary Wells and the sound of Motown. You beat me to the punch. The bottom line is I'm not beating you to the punch. You are with the punch. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of the special Emmanuel Stewart edition coming to you. I wish we were coming to you from Detroit. It's so cool to broadcast from Detroit. I mean, whether you're at the, at the Motown studios doing, uh, uh, tapings, this kind of stuff. It was just fun to be in Detroit. No doubt about that. A man who never made it to the Motown Museum. And we talked about going off and he dropped me off there a couple times on Grandview Boulevard. He goes, you really want to go out and hang out there? I said, there's a guy next door in the funeral parlor. He's a jazz, he's, he's a wonderful, he's an old jazz guy. He's wonderful to talk to. He's a great guy to talk to. So I go there and spend a couple hours talking to this guy, this funeral director. Good, good times in Detroit. No doubt about that. So I'm Daniel Stewart, of course, the, as I said, 1963 amateur champion as far as the entire United States was going, the United States Golden Glove champion. We'll talk about that in depth in just a minute. But his first world champion was Jimmy Paul, and that was a bit of an upset. We'll talk about that in the uh, in the show, of course, how he won with Jimmy Paul and how he lost with Jimmy Paul. But here's part one of Emmanuel Stewart. I saw the box when I was seven years old, and I got a pair of boxing gloves for a Christmas gift. Even though I had a lot of other toys and train sets and other things, I would just... Totally fascinated by this game of jumping around, hitting someone, making them miss you, hit them, let them miss you. And there was no really boxing on TV or no particular person or no parent that was involved with me. I was just totally fascinated, I guess, naturally by boxing. And I started having boxing matches when I was eight years old and uh, did very well as a little peewee boxer. I had about 15 fights. probably never lost any of them this was in West Virginia and when I came to Detroit with my parents divorced when I was 11 I didn't go to a boxing club or anything so I started getting into street fights and by the time I was 14 I was in serious trouble with the police for street fighting not gang fighting street fighting it's a little different and uh, they were going to put me away permanently Uh, and as a result uh, they struck a deal when my mother told her that I used to box when I was younger in West Virginia. So they said, if you go to a recreation center, and in six months' time, we see that you're still there, you don't get in any trouble. We'll try to suspend from sending you away to a juvenile. And so I went to the recreation center and uh, won the uh, city junior championship. Then I won it the next year, and then I won it the next year, and then I never had the time to even get in any street fights anymore. And the uh, next thing I know, uh, four years later, when I was 18, I was a National Golden Gloves champion of the United States. And instead of being on the front page or the crime page in Detroit, I was uh, 
being treated and treated royally when I came home as the first Golden Glove champion in 24 years and all of that. So I feel that uh, boxing, amateur boxing really is crucial in changing my life. I graduated from high school, an honor student, and all because of boxing. And you guys, you're getting the whole history of my how I got into where I am, which yeah, yeah. I've, I've never really taken the time to go into this before. Uh, when after winning the National Golden Glove Tournament of Champion in 1963, I was going to turn professional because I couldn't go any further as an amateur boxer, and I couldn't find what I call good management for professional boxing. And the only really good offer I got was a group of guys who wanted me to move to California. They offered me a tremendous amount of money at that time, which was $100,000. It's a lot of money, but I would have to relocate and leave my mother and two younger sisters who I primarily was supporting. So I chose to stay in Detroit, and uh, as a result, I became an uh, electrician for Detroit Edison and was doing very well. And then I had a younger half-brother who moved in to live with me and he was 14 years old and he said he wanted to start boxing so by taking him to the closest recreation center after I got off of my job at Edison uh, which was a place called Crunk and this was in 1969 so accidentally I went there just to take my brother to three days a week to work him out and uh, he won the Golden Globe Championship the next year I had seven kids I put in and they all won the Golden Globe Championship and story went all over the country young coach in Detroit only produces champions I was 26 and that's when the crunk legacy began and even though I had about three years I was totally out of boxing didn't even miss it uh, after I'd gotten married and uh, next thing I know I'm back in it and figuring I would just be in it for a few years hopefully the baby to develop somebody to win a golden medal in the Olympics and where I am about 35 or 40 years later still in it but it was all accidentally I never planned to be a trainer there was never any coach or trainer that I really learned from or emulated I just did everything naturally boxing came uh, easy to me I have great instincts for it it's a gift I went to the boxing gym when I was in trouble as a teenager mainly because of the fact that that's what I had to do to keep from going to juvenile. And after being there, I got where I developed a, a world and a community of my own with the, the fellow boxers and the other. Even I was the youngest boxer there. Most of the ones was always like 17, 18, and grown men. I was the youngest kid there. But it became like a world for me. And the uh, going to the tournaments, winning the championships, and it totally uh, occupied all of my time that kept me out of trouble. And I guess the adolescent years are the, really the dangerous years for kids growing up. By the time that I was 19, 18 years old, I, you know, I didn't have any desire to do anything that was illegal. But uh, I went to the gym as a as an outlet and more of a recreation type situation. There was never no parental influence. There was no money motivation at all. It was just it got to be a part of my life. Unlike many guys who have been successful, even not successful, they get into the professional box and they kind of look, it's like looking down the fact that going back and being involved with amateur boxing. They feel they're beyond that. And even though I've had success beyond any professional trainer in the history of boxing in terms of my accomplishments and championships, and I still love the amateur boxing. That's where my heart is. It was up to me. That's where I would spend all of my time because and going back to the amateur boxing, I have a chance to not only see myself 
I have a chance to keep contact with reality. You, you see so many of the poor kids that are there. They are training. That recreation center is there. Center of the universe for some of them. The, the situation at home is pretty bad sometimes for different reasons. Maybe it's uh, financial, maybe it's even violence. And so those kids come there and they're beating those bags and looking at a way of maybe getting in, uh, getting out of poverty. Uh, many of the kids are, will ask me for 50 cents. Can I get 50 cents? You know, and the 50 cents is to actually buy potato chips or something because that is the only food that they'll have. And so one day I may be doing an HBO broadcast and I'm living in the big hotels in New York and Las Vegas, big streets, limousines picking me up, and being involved with so many multi-million dollar situations and people. And then when I get back to the gym that next day and take off those tuxedos, it keeps me connected with reality that everybody isn't living the big life. And then I go right down to that little basement down at Crunk, and that's where I'm the happiest because I see all of the little kids, a lot of the people who are older in life who have fell through the cracks, so to say, of our life, and they're less fortunate, and they're there. They're just as happy to see me, and they go in, and we talk, and we hug, and we start getting ready for one of the amateur tournaments. And I love being in the tournaments when you see one kid fighting, and then the next night you know he's going to be fighting the other kid that just won. And I've learned to really be friends with all of the kids. I go to the tournaments, whether they're my fighters from my club or whatever, you know, I take pictures with them and have a lot of fun with them. And uh, and that's the type of relationship that eventually ended up with me having a lot of the top professional fighters, such as Evander Holyfield, who in the amateur days, his main nemesis was the crunk fighter, the kid named Ricky Womack. But I was always very good with Evander. In fact, I would wrap his hands when his coach wasn't there. And, and he was fighting my own fighter, but I would try to help him every day after my fighter had finished training, never knowing that those type of relationships ended up with all of the fighters, a lot of them uh, coming to me professionally. But I think amateur boxing is so important because it reaches kids that the other sports can't attract. A lot of kids cannot afford hockey equipment. And, but the basketball, I think, and the uh, boxing gets the, the poorest kids. And some kids, such as myself, I never liked team sports, even though my real gift, believe it or not, was foot, basketball and baseball. I was averaging 33 points when I was 13 years old, and they, they didn't have three-pointers then, and the, tell, the team score was only like 51. I was a great shooter at basketball, but even though I was, I still was more fascinated by the boxing. I just loved that one-on-one. A competition without having a team and uh, winning and getting the trophies that the trophy was my trophy not had to share as part of a team and if someone on the team messed up that could destroy everything in a team sport but I mean you're the whole team win or lose uh, in boxing some of the world champions the godfather worked with of course Wilfred Benitez late in his career Julio Cesar Chavez late in his career Miguel Cotto Oscar De La Hoya of course brought Oscar to the top there or back to the top bottom line is he worked with Tyson Fury Yuri Gamboa Thomas the Hitman Hearns of course the most notable of all his champions I think in the early days the early days of Kronk when Tommy knocked out Pepino Cuevas in the blink of an eye of course and came back a few years later and knocked out Roberto Duran or unprepared Roberto Duran in two rounds Thomas the Hitman Hearns was the stuff he talked about Evander Holyfield there was Hilmer Kenty, he was one of his early champions, of course. And then there was Jimmy Paul. Jimmy Paul's story, what can I say about the Jimmy Paul story? He bet 600 grand against Jimmy Paul, and Jimmy Paul lost to Greg Haugen that night. Bottom line is the man who wasn't the greatest gambler in the world. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003 800-485-6003 Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Some more Motown sounds from Grandview Boulevard in Detroit, Michigan. Of course... Manuel Stewart, that's where he, uh, that's where he based, man. The Cronk Gym was all about Detroit Motown. At the end of the day, maybe he was the greatest trainer of all time. Back to Born and Bred, Emmanuel Stewart. When I think of amateur boxing, I think of the beginnings, little boy, a little girl nowadays, that goes to a gym and is just jumping around, wanting to learn how to throw a punch, uh, uh, maybe to try to win a little trophy to do something that maybe they, especially for little kids who are physically small and would not be able to necessarily grow and compete in basketball and football and, and the other sports that require someone to be big. Uh, amateur boxing means different things to different people. 
some kids get enamored of boxing because of the fact that they can participate in something being physically small that they couldn't compete on a major level because with other sports because they're physically small. Many kids get into amateur boxing because of parents. The parents, uh, especially a lot of the fathers who have liked boxing or was boxers, they actually start automatically teaching their kids how to box when they're like five or six years old so the kid don't have a choice. And you look at many of the kids, Oscar De La Hoya, Shane Mosley, uh, Floyd Mayweather, Roy Jones Jr., those kids got into boxing because they didn't have a choice. Their parents started into boxing. And in the case of the Mexican kids and a lot of Hispanic kids, they actually get in it for the fact that they are physically small, a lot of them. They can get in a sport where they can compete on an equal level where, you know, being so small they couldn't effectively play baseball, maybe or football or basketball. And in a lot of the cases, they look at it as a way out of poverty for a lot of the kids, particularly Hispanic kids, especially after the unbelievable great success of Oscar De La Hoya, who was a kid, even though he was from a middle-income family, to see him making all these mega millions of dollars, it's been a great inspiration for so many of the Mexican and Hispanic kids. And I think more than any one particular person, I think Oscar De La Hoya should be given credit for the really tremendous influence and influx of kids from Mexican heritage and Puerto Ricans even getting into amateur boxing now. I see a lot of the influence and power in amateur boxing today is as a result of fathers. Everyone in particular viewing the success of all these recent multi-million dollar fighters such as Roy Jones and Oscar De La Hoyas, Shane Mosley's and the Floyd Mayweather Jr.'s because of the success of these kids who were almost forced into boxing by their fathers. You see a lot of fathers in the gym now more than ever, even in my gym back at the Crunk Gym, uh, where there used to be just the boxers coming in, the kids coming in on their own. I'd say about probably 60% of the kids who are boxing in my gym and amateur program are accompanied by their parents today, whether it's fathers or mothers, which is amazing. Parents, parents, parents support kids in all sports, not just boxing. It's, just, it's unusual. Boxing is the last sport that has got the parental involvement. You know, the, But parents have come to the kids' baseball games, the football games, the hockey, but never have they came to boxing training sessions the way that they are doing now. And I think that's because of the unbelievable success of so many boxers now who are associated very closely to the parents. And in many cases, the parents have become very financially uh, uh, secured as a result of the success of these kids from their boxing, such as the Roy Joneses and the Oscar De La Hoyas and the Shane Mosley. So the parents are looking at it not as just a way of supporting their kids, but if the kids can make it, it's a good chance that they can benefit them also. I don't think that boxing attracts any one particular type of kid. I mean, I myself, I've got a lot of the kids who are from wealthy families. I've just had three national champions all from one family, which is very unusual. Uh, and they've all been boxing less than a year. It's uh, two of my twins, Joseph and Jacob Bonas. Uh, these are Romanian kids whose dad brought them there because they were rough kids, even though they come from a upper-middle-income family. And then the older brother, who's 14 years old, and the two twins were just 12, he came even though he was an honor student. So he just came down with his two little brothers. 
and in less than one year's time, they all have won national championships. And in fact, I don't think any, all three of them are undefeated still in almost 20 fights. And then, by the same token, I have a lot of the poor inner city kids who really have to sometimes catch two or three buses to get to the gym and scraping up money. And, and they still are competing and they're living on the same level in their training camps and traveling. So boxing attracts people from all different walks of life. And some kids come to boxing, they just plain like boxing. A lot of the success stories you have, such as the Crisco brothers, Vladimir and uh, Vitaly Crisco, these are guys who come from a fairly wealthy family. Their father was a big uh, officer in the Russian army. He's a pilot. The mother is a school teacher. But still, they was they loved sports. They loved to contact one-on-one sports. And as a result of that, the two Crisco brothers have both became heavyweight champions of the world. When I see a kid come into boxing right off the street, the first thing I do is to teach him his balance and spend time with him and try to make him feel important. And a lot of times, it just maybe if he comes about a week or two and he sees serious, I like to bring him little T-shirts and stuff with his name on it. And a lot of kids just feel that they're part of a team or something. They take a lot of pride. And when we send some of the boxers to like a little amateur team tournament, if I have the uh, resources... I like to try to send some of the beginning kids with them so they can realize that by boxing there they get a chance to travel, which means a lot to protect some of the poor kids who never get to travel anywhere. And just spend maybe a week up there in the tournament just watching all these guys, seeing what can happen, uh, seeing these guys get the medals around their necks, seeing the different tournament uh, activities. So I try to always spend time with the kids traveling. I think that's traveling is very important for kids. And a lot of kids... Who went on to be my world champions, Milton McCroy and Thomas Harris. They said the reason they liked the boxing when they was 12 and 13 as compared to the baseball teams that they played on when they was kids, because in the boxing they got to travel more. So just because of being on the boxing team, they got to travel and go all around the country. And they uh, they would love the boxing. They quit the other sports. Boxers are different today than they were like everything else is to some degree. The kids are wanting to be more into business now, which is good and bad. Uh, and that's why you don't have any boxer, I say, dominating and having these great undefeated uh, records anymore because they are more into becoming the promoters and, uh, and sponsorships. And instead of having certain people to take care of those areas and for them to focus strictly on boxing, the great boxers who had the tremendous uh, reigns where they was dominant, such as the Ali's and the marvelous Marvin Hagler's, and Ray Leonard, those guys, they had people who took care of their business and they was focusing on being boxers. But today, nearly every boxer, after he wears a title, he wants to be the promoter, he wants to do this. And so it's a difference. The the uh, styles in the rings have changed. It's more showmanship. They're coming in more worried about the music that they're going to come in the ring on is sometimes more important than even the preparation, the, the training. I mean, these guys cannot even come out of the dressing room if they don't have that right music on now. It's, it's, it's changed. It's more show business, but it's like so many other things. Boxing has changed a lot in terms of the ethnic background of the people who are participating now on a major level. They have a tremendous more influence of Hispanic kids because the entire country, for the most part, is a big... Uh, influx of the uh, Hispanic population is growing so much. So that's only normal. And then you had the phenomenal success of Oscar De La Hoya, which has surpassed almost all boxers in the history of the sport in terms of economic uh, 
profit and the popularity. So that's been a major factor also, particularly with the Mexican community. And uh, just in general, boxing has turned around and changed the same as a lot of the other sports have. So I, I don't see where it's any different than the other sport. The gold father, the great Emmanuel Stewart, of course, talking in 2006 about boxing in general. Speaking of amateur boxing, you've got to give back. I spent some time with the kids in an amateur tournament this past weekend, and it was just, it was, it was unbelievable. It just was. I mean, I'm watching kids at 10, 11, 12 years old, and I was boxing at 10 and 11, okay, but, you know, not like this. These guys are like, they would light me up talent-wise, combination-wise. These kids are throwing four or five, six-punch combinations and just absolutely blowing my mind. I was absolutely enthralled by the, uh, by the, uh, talent that was shown, of course, at the Peninsula Boxing Pandemonium Number 3, of course, put on my Nick Bellafato. Of course, you can check that out online. You are tuned to the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast. We continue with our tribute to the gold father, Emmanuel Stewart, 1944. 2012 with the Motown Tribute. Of course, straight up, we're bringing Richard Sloan and we'll hear from a man who discuss the rise and fall of Prince Nassim Ahmed. Remember him? Yeah. That and more on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. She said love don't come easy It's a game of give and take You can't hurry love No, you just have to wait You gotta trust Give it time No matter Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based 
health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists. Thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Some of the guys who man the train, of course, Michael Moore, Double M, WBO light heavyweight champion, going on to be the heavyweight title holder after he left Emmanuel. Of course, Gerald McCullen, that, that tragic thing that took place, of course, in 1995 in London, the UK, in that fight with Nigel Ben. Emmanuel wasn't part of that. There was a contractual dispute, and Gerald McCullen and Emmanuel weren't working together at that time. But had Emmanuel been there, and we talked about this many, many times, that fight wouldn't have lasted past the first round because Nigel Ben was knocked into the fourth row. And for some reason, they let like 35 or 40 seconds elapse before he was able to get back in the ring. Once you're knocked out of the ring, the fight is over. Bottom line was, at the end of the day, you know, Emmanuel was one of these guys who was brought in to tune people up or to to reform them or try to bring them back to the top, okay? He was working with Prince Asim Ahmed when the prince was undefeated. The bottom line is, Prince just didn't listen. And Asim Ahmed had a kind of free spirit style in the ring. And to some degree, very colorful in America, but not so bad outside as people would think. In a lot of the ways when I was with him, he was very focused still as a boxer. And what happened in the case with Naz, he had so much talent that in preparation for the Barrera fight, he just took Barrera lightly. And if Naz had a trained with the same focus and the intensity he had early in his career, I believe he would have beat Barrera. I think his punching power, his elusiveness, uh, instincts was just too much. But it was just a case of someone not being prepared for a fight mentally. And Barrera now is 10 seconds away from victory, surely. Left hook from Barrera. On to Hamed's chin once again. Hamed's on his toes. And a straight left from Barrera. And Barrera celebrates. Hamed knows he's defeated. Unfortunate for Nez, he never fought Barrera again. But Nassim's attitude of uh, being confident and and hands down and punching from all angles. I never tried to refine it because it was successful. A perfect example, the last fight that Barrera had, I had did to HBO broadcast on it. And after the fight, my fellow commentator, Larry Merchant, says, Emmanuel, uh, Barrera looked very good. Say, you know, the next fight will be with your boy. You know, I mean, how do you feel? I said, Larry, I was very impressed with him tonight. I said, we have our hands full. So I get back to camp, and I talk to Naz. I say, Naz, I say, what did you think of the fight? I found he didn't even watch the fight. And I had instructed HBO to send 
tapes of the fight. So when I spoke to him about a few days later, he still hadn't saw him. And I, and I asked HBO, I called HBO. I said, did you send the tape? He says, yes, we sent it. And so I said, where's the uh, tape at? He says, I didn't get any tape. I say, I saw here that he said, you received and signed. He went in the bedroom and got it out. I said, why come you guys haven't been looking at this? Because, you know, he was with him, like, all the time. They were still showing tapes of him being knocked out by Junior Jones, you know, five years ago. So this is what it, I, this was the problem I had. I said, that's not the same fight on there. So you, they're showing you the worst. I want you to prepare for the best. And this is the way he's looking today, and he didn't want to see it. So that went all the way through the whole camp. But I never, never, never tried to change his style. I just wanted him to have good quality boxing. But Nash just didn't have the proper preparation for the fight. But for his talent and excitement, oh, my God. Uh, probably coming to camp at 155 pounds and making 126 pounds probably wasn't the smartest idea for Princess Emmett either. Of course, here was a guy that was making almost trillions of dollars. I kid you not. He was getting TV rights from Arab countries, multi, multi-million dollars. Couldn't, what he made in the United States was peanuts compared to what he made abroad. The bottom line is he made a whole lot of money. And of course, the former WBO 126 pound champion is now uh, 266 pounds. I kid you not. Look at any uh, shots of him online. You'll be absolutely blown away. At blown, blown away by it. Bottom line is, let's bring in a guy that knows a little bit about Kronk. I'm talking about Emmanuel Stewart's right hand for a number of years, Mr. Richard Sloan. Richard, how's life treating you? Life is treating me very well. Thank you very much, Pedro. Okay. It's a pleasure to hear from you. Of course, the re- the gold father, and I can go on and on, all the different titles, the greatest trainer of all time, maybe, this and that. Give, give me, you know, you worked hand-in-hand hand with him, and, and you can give me a little bit of the bad, but give me the good and the bad and the ugly of Emmanuel Stewart in your mind. Well, as you said, the gold father, the hired gun, um, you know, he, he had all these great names, but the guys like you and I, I think the best uh, name that we could give him is uh, a best friend, and, and, and he was that way to you, and he was that way to me. And uh, so as far as the good things, um, definitely uh, his friendship, um his, you know, his, his trusting ability, once he really liked you, and coming from a boxing background and coming from a, the deep south in West Virginia where he was born, he didn't have a trust of a whole lot of people. But once you broke that circle, once you'd earned it, um, you couldn't ask for a better friend. You know, I slept in, I slept, I stayed at his house a few times, and he talks about all the people that stayed at his house. It was like a flop house. It was like a hotel. That's true. That's true. He gave everybody a chance. Um, he, he, I mean, people would come from out of town and, and they'd say, well, what's the closest uh, hotel? And Emmanuel would say, well, you know what? Just go up the stairs and to the left. And I know you're exhausted. Uh, you, you, you jump in that bedroom there. All the fighters that came to town got to, got to stay there. I lived with Emmanuel for, for five or six years uh, in one of the rooms there when I was working as vice president of Crunk. And, um, yeah, he was just... Uh, you know, he did have a warm heart, but 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 um, that inner circle, you, you know, he kept he kept you know the real inner circle that 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 he would speak his real mind to. He kept very small, and as far as friends and reporters and stuff, he, he was you know he could really count on one hand, and uh, you know I, I know he thought the world of you. You know, the fact that he was connected to everybody in Detroit. I mean, I went to Detroit. I was trying to do a book on Motown. 
And uh, he hooked me up with a few people, Martha Reeves, and more formerly of Martha Reeves and Ron De- Vandellas. And she absolutely said nothing in, in, in actually lunch interviews. She was like bland. She wouldn't say anything about Barry Gordy at all. And the other other people I just ran into dead ends with. But, you know, she he allowed me one night. He said to me, he goes, we'll be working with a special lady tonight. And I said to myself, well, okay. I didn't think nothing of it. You know, especially I don't know what he's talking about. He's bringing some chick. I don't know what he's talking about. I have no idea. It was Aretha Franklin. Wow, yeah. Yeah, they shared a great friendship, and uh, as you know, she sang it is it is memorial, and um, they had a great friendship, and and she thought the world of him, and um, you know, Emmanuel used to listen even to her father, C. L. Franklin, who was a who was a Baptist preacher, and he he had a lot of uh, tapes and CDs out there. Emmanuel would listen to that, and, and that was kind of his form of going to church. So uh, he and Aretha really got along very well. You know, in my last interview with him in, Ju- in 2012, I think it was in July or August of 2012, he passed away a couple of months later, I think in October. Um, he sounded, yeah, he, so- he sounded old. What I mean by that is, it, it wasn't liberal, uh, Emmanuel anymore. It was like this almost right wing Emmanuel. There, I think he said, oh, the sex and the violence on television and people cutting up bodies and this and that. And he was really sort of Mr. Negative. I never heard him go negative before, but, he, he knew his time. He knew his time was up. In in I don't know. I, it, it, the last few conversations we had, you know, I look back on them now and I treasure them. I mean, I almost remember every 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 syllable syllable back and forth because it was a manual. But you know, I could I could see that now the looking back at it that he was in a declining state. I just didn't realize it. Well, that's one of the examples of, of uh, how close you were to him because he didn't do that to, to everybody. He kind of, the last couple of weeks, he went into a little bit of a shutdown and uh, obviously realized that, that, that he was mortal and he was coming to an end. And um, I spoke to him three days prior to his death. And, and, and I, again, you know, I said, is there anything I can do, Emmanuel? And he just said, just pray. He said, he said just pray. He, he knew the end was, was near and... Uh, you know, he, I think he cleared the air with everybody he had to and um, was surrounded by loved ones. And um, I, I agree, his last, uh, you know, maybe like the last two or three months, I think he, he kind of hid how serious it was from people and kept working and maybe hoping it would go away. But um, it didn't. And uh, like all of us, you know, he, he one, one point or another, that day is going to come for all of us. And October 25th, 2012, uh it came through Emmanuel. Okay. Here's the schedule. When in, in, in the end, there it was August 2012. Ukraine one night. October. 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 Oh, oh, no, no. I'm talking about the schedule in, okay. in September. Okay. All right. Yeah. He goes. Uh, he goes. He's in Ukraine. He goes to L.A. the next night. He's working in L.A. at a fight in L.A. the next night. And then he's in London 24 hours later working a corner in London. And he's dead two months later. I mean, he just ran himself yeah. to, like the ever-ready battery as hard as he could to the end. He really did. He picked up his work ethic. I mean, which he, which was tremendous all along. But but that last few months, yeah, he really he worked around the clock. Um, at that point, his hair was graying and, and thin, thinning out. You could you could see his ailment. And um, but he just he just worked. But which is the same the same when his mom died. Um, um, he went to work that day. He got a phone call and said, you know, uh, your mother sadly passed away, and and. Uh, he had fighters to train at the gym, and I remember him holding the pads and tears, tears rolling down his face. He, 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 Emmanuel's way to deal with with tragedy was to work, and uh, in his own case, at the end, 
that's how he dealt with it the last few months. He just he just went himself into the ground, working around the clock and staying busy, um, not dwelling on on on, on uh, self pity or anything like that. You know, he I don't use Twitter, and one of the reasons why I don't use Twitter, believe it or not, was Emmanuel Te- tweeted me three days before saying basically goodbye. You hear what I'm saying? And that just wow. like absolutely blew me away. It absolutely blew me away. In fact, I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about it right now. But the bottom line is, there's no... There's well, he would bring... Go he, on. He would bring... Uh, of, of all uh, announcers and, and anybody, whenever Emmanuel did something... Stop it. Had, Stop it, bro. He had the power over... You, you, you know, the only guy he wanted to call and bring in was you. He didn't care where you were in the world, whatever... Whatever Pedro wants, Pedro gets. You, you, you know, you make sure he gets a suite. You make sure he gets somebody picking him up at the airport. You make sure he stays at the house. Whatever he wants, he gets. And, and that was that was his deal. You're tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this 
ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. That's big! No, we're not going back into the time tunnel. This is not Richard Sloan, the artist that died in 2007, was born in 1935. This is Richard Sloan, my buddy. You realize there was another guy that died in 2007 named Richard Sloan, right? A famous artist? I do, and he used to paint ducks, which is a long way from uh, from the right hands and left hooks, I think. But. Okay, bottom line, what, what are you doing? What are you doing these days in artwork? Um, I just did the Tyson Fury and Wilder fight. I did the official artwork for that. It was unveiled on Talks TV. It was on a limited edition program and posters and T-shirts and things like that. So, so staying busy. I have a commission for uh, for um, uh, a big big time fighter. Um, I don't know, you know, that I should say it yet, but, but I'm working on a co- yeah commission for another week exactly. So 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 uh, staying working around the clock, Pedro. It's Boxing's been good to me. Um, I mean, it's the uh, it's the only thing I've ever known. And um, going back to the Hall of Fame, this year will be my 24th year as the official artist of the Hall of Fame. And uh, that's where I, I initially met you when you had uh, Fighters.com. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we, yeah man, we're, we're going back, man. We're, we're going back to your quarter the of a beginning century. of the Internet. You were the first guy out there, man. And I mean, I, d- I don't understand why you don't get as much credit for it as, as, as you do. All these other sites have popped up, and they were basically rip offs of you. Um, well, you know, me and Al Gore, well, it was me and Al Gore. We discovered the Internet. Bottom line is, listen, yeah, yeah. Before, I, before I let you go, you know, Emmanuel wasn't an angel, and he wasn't a saint. He was good to us, and yet he had his negative aspects, too, and we're not going to go into that in depth or into detail at all. But at the end of the day, he treated us both, to some extent, when he could, like gold. There were other times when he didn't treat you like gold, but there were contributing factors. Listen, and you know what I'm talking about. But at the end, I, at, the, I do. at the end of the day, you know, he, he was the Cronk Jim, Cronk Jim Goldfather. And whatever you want to say about him, this and that, don't say anything negative because I will knock you out. I feel the same way, uh, Pedro. I actually feel the same way, and, and and there was times, but you know, coming coming from his background and his his lack of formal education and, and things like that. He wasn't, he wasn't a financial master. He wasn't, um, you know, he, he wasn't the kind of guy to put stuff together on a business plan and things like that. He dealt with it Emmanuel's way and, and, and sometimes he backfired a little bit and some of us caught a little bit of the shrapnel from that. Um, but like you said, uh, uh, now it's all said and done. Um, we have his back 110%. We know what we had and I'm with you. If somebody says something bad about Emmanuel, they got a problem with me as well. Well, he'd be proud that you're pound for pound the best artist going as far as the sport of boxing is concerned, doing all these programs, things like that, the World Heavyweight Championship programs, man. You've become the Leroy Neiman of the 21st century. Well, thank you very much. Okay, and you take good care, Richard. All the best, and God bless, okay? 
Pedro, always a pleasure. God bless my brother. You take care. I'm trying to hold it together here, folks. Emmanuel Stewart, born July 7th, 1944, in Bottom Creek, West Virginia. Whoa. Died October 25th, 2012, Chicago, Illinois. You have tuned, tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a special edition dedicated to the late gold father of the Cronk Gym. If you know anything about boxing, of course, Cronk Gym brought us Tommy Hearns, Milton McCrory, Lennox Lewis. I can go on and on. I mean, he worked with everybody. Aaron Pryor, even trained him Alexis Arguello for a little bit. But the bottom line is, at the end of the day, pound for pound, he was my good friend. And may he rest in peace. Emmanuel Stewart, you were a saint. <laughs> 